Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Welcome, everybody. And, of course, the big story concerns the three L.A. City Council members who had a racially charged conversation. Uh, The uh, main one that says a lot of the talking, loves the F word, is the council president, Nori Martinez. She resigned that position today, but she's still on the LA, LA City Council. What a foul-mouthed woman she is. Jeez. They're supposed to meet tomorrow, which ought to be a real crazy... Uh, she couldn't go 15 seconds without dropping an F-bomb. She's the, That's just her style. Some people are like that. Some people, some people are uh, vulgar and uncouth. Really? Mm. But they diss many of their fellow politicians, and um, they took shots at Mike Bonin, Mitchell Farrell. They took shots at Nithya Raman. And they took shots at Oaxacan people. Uh, we have the recordings we're going to play in the 5 o'clock hour, in case you haven't heard them. And we're also wondering about the source of these recordings. Apparently, it looks like it was a meeting at the union offices, L.A. County Federation of Labor Offices, because the president is uh, among the four speaking. And uh, we think that maybe somebody just uh, laid a little phone somewhere hidden to pick up this conversation because they wanted to expose these people for what really goes on behind closed doors. They were talking about redistricting and trying to get district maps that favor not only themselves, but also probably help to get other Latinos elected. And that's why they go on uh, dissing people of other races. And (laughs) yeah, they went, they went against uh, Oaxacans that, that uh, Nuri Martinez. Yeah. She's uh, upset with her skin color, called them ugly. Didn't uh, didn't like the color of their skin. Who gets that upset about Oaxacans? I mean, that is that is a real damaged soul. We have an update on the Vegas stabber coming up later on this hour, and a strange story going back to well, not George Gascon, but uh, Jackie Lacey was LA County DA. Apparently, there was a case against the Vegas stabber a few years back that they missed the deadline to file. We'll bring you all these details coming up later on this hour. But we begin with an El Segundo Times special that ran over the weekend. Headline, California repeatedly warned about spiking gas prices, fragile supply, but fixes never came. 
This is like a soft sell. They got a staff writer by the name of Grace Tui to, you know, people are not understanding the high gas prices and it just isn't enough to talk about, you know, the change to renewables. So why don't you write something that sort of explains it to maybe, I don't know, uh, tamp down the anger that's out there. Now, this will make you more angry if it's all true. They quote our new friend, Severin Bornstein, who we threw in the dumpster last week. Yeah, he's the first person quoted. Uh, director of UC Berkeley's Energy Institute at the Haas School of Business. So you know he's very important and very intelligent. And he says we've got to make longer-run plans and not just wait until the crisis is upon us. He sat on a statewide committee in 1999. And 2015 and aimed at finding possible solutions for the volatile wait. fuel market. So wait a minute, he's, he's, he's responsible for this. 23 years ago? They had a meeting saying, hey, we're going to have a terrible gas shortage and big price spikes. we got to do something. Well, they did make recommendations, he said, oh. but none were implemented. Wow. Recommendations. Recommend cool. Well, they look, can't actually. Look, they're just we, a committee. We wrote this on paper here. Look. Look what we wrote. They, will, you, will you read this? No? Not going to read it? Oh. Why'd we do it then? Oh, who, who are the governors? Uh, that, that, that idiot uh, Gray Davis, uh, the idiot Arnold Schwarzenegger, the idiot Jerry Brown, the idiot Gavin Newsom. Case closed. What do you expect? They you quote Amy Myers Jaffe, the managing director of Tufts University's Climate Policy Lab. What does that look like? She was also a former executive director for Energy and Sustainability at UC Davis. <laughs> but she's got it right here. She said, well, do you have the new infrastructure fast enough before you retire the old infrastructure? And what happens if you're in the middle? The way we're doing it now is you just let the fuel costs go up. Then we leave poor people with no ability to get anywhere. And then California leaders grandstand against the oil companies. That's not a solution. That's, She's referring to Newsom there. That, and that, that's exactly what they did. What, 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 what they did is they put so much regulation, so much taxes, uh, the, the, the cap and trade uh, taxes that, that are on the oil companies. The oil companies decided to get out of the oil business here slowly, little by little, over the course of the last 23 years. They, they, they closed down refineries. They, 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 they're not drilling for oil because they're not allowed to. They got the hint. The California government doesn't want their industry in California. So as these plants break down, they close them. They leave. It's like, fine. We'll stop drilling. We'll stop refining gas. We'll yeah, go to the, the other uh... 49 states. Cal Globe, it's a California Globe.com. Listen to this paragraph. In 1982, California had 43 operational oil refineries and a population of about 25 million. Today, we have 11 operational oil refineries and a population of nearly 40 million. And you know what? A lot of those 40 million are not driving electric cars. Okay. So there's your problem. So we got double the population and one quarter the number of refineries. Refineries. Yeah. And that's by design because they have told the oil companies, you're not welcome here. Okay. So we're going to tax you and tax you and you can pass it on to your consumers, which they've been doing, but that's still not good enough for so, them to expand operations. Instead, they shrunk. When one of the refineries has to close down because of maintenance or there's an accident or a fire, then there's less gasoline being refined in the state. You have a shortage. What happens with a shortage? The price goes up. Because everyone who sells gas in California has to bid on an ever-shrinking amount of available gasoline. And so that's why the gas prices here are $2.50 more than the other states. We cannot import gasoline from other states because other states don't make our stupid summer blend that we require. So there is no product like this that exists 
in the other 49 states at those refineries. We're stuck with our 11 refineries yeah. with double the population, one quarter the number. This is an entirely self-inflicted wound. And by the way, it's on purpose. Somehow they want to drive, they want to stop us from driving without any other way of getting around. There is no other practical way to get around. It simply doesn't exist. And they want to deflect the blame to the oil company's profits, sure. which are probably good profits, but that doesn't explain the supply problem. It They're responsible for no, the supply problem. It, it, it doesn't matter what their profits are. This story are. says they withheld the, over 1,000 drilling permits. Yes. Yes, there, there, there's, a, there's a 1,000 that have been applied for. Only 12 have been approved. Much so of this is in Bakersfield. This is on purpose. These are the so, fanatics. So what were some of the ideas they had from all these committees that met to try to uh, uh, ease us into these high gas prices? They wanted the state to keep uh, an emergency supply or the refineries to keep emergency supplies of fuel. Well, like the federal government has. Yeah. Like strategic oil reserve that we would have. Kind a, of the same idea for the state. Strategic gasoline reserve. Uh, one idea was a state-owned gasoline reserve which was a possible option for price spike mitigation. I don't know. That Actually, was one of their ideas. Well, what they have to do is build more refineries. They have to stop all the taxes and the fees and get rid of the regulation. That's what they have to do. That's what the, the you go by what the other 49 states are doing and do it like all those states, period. This doesn't work, and you're going to see it doesn't work. It's you mean too, give up our special blend? You, you, you give up all the restrictions and all the complications and all the taxes that is causing these high prices and these gas shortages. You must live like the other 49 states live. You can't, you can't do this. It doesn't work. The, 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 this idea is almost like a, it's like a theological, religious idea. Well, we're going to have sustainable energy. It's all going to be renewable. And, and, you know, we are going to transition to... You know, there's no such transition coming. Yeah, this they're calling all... this just a rough transition. No, this... We're in the middle right now. We're on our way. If you guys can just hang on with these high gas prices, no, you'll see what's around the corner. It's a fantasy. They you are, drive your EV and your electricity prices will be triple what they are today. <laughs> religious people, by definition. But that'll be next, no, it? Even if everybody bought EVs, we'd find out that electricity prices are even further through the roof than they are now, right? Wouldn't we find that out? Because there's no electricity. What it's do you not think? enough. The price yeah. of electricity would be, be $10,000 every time you try to charge your car. Because there'd be literally millions of cars backed up. For the, for the 12 charging stations we have. Look, this is what it comes down to. The human brain is easily fooled and deluded. And here you have, by, by definition, people who believe deeply in religions believe in fantasies. They believe in fantasy stories of the past. They believe in fantasy stories of the present. The people who are into this green energy renewable religion believe in a fantasy that we're going to transition to wind and solar and all the rest of the blah, blah. It's not going to happen. It's a fantasy. It doesn't work now. It's never going to work. And they've been looking at this for 20 years in terms of sure. what they knew and, would be price spikes. And there's people, uh, do you remember at the turn of the millennium, and there were people standing on a cliff in the Middle East, and they thought uh, Jesus was going to come down, we were going to have the rapture, and Jesus was going to come down and lift them up 
into the heavens. And so they had quit their jobs and they sold uh, their homes and they took their families and stood on the cliff as the sun rose and they waited for Jesus to come down. These were grown men and women who did this. And, and, and it, so it's the same thing here. They're standing on a cliff waiting for the rapture to happen and Jesus to come down. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Kent Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'll bring you all there is in the L.A. City Council, a big racially charged scandal concerning a conversation that three L.A. City Council members were having. They were all Latino with a labor hack, also a Latino. It was about redistricting, but boy, they made some comments about their colleagues, including Mike Bonin. We'll bring you all that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Play some more clips. Everybody hates Mike Bonin. Yeah, it would that, seem so. That's what brings Los Angeles together. People being sick of Mike Bonin. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your race. Doesn't matter what you do. Big story last week was the attack on the Las Vegas Strip. A man stabbed a couple of showgirls and stabbed a couple of other passerbys. He killed two wounded six. His name is Yanni Christian Barrios. Then in the ensuing hours, we learned a couple of things. He's in the country illegally, and he probably was homeless. He made his way from Southern California to Vegas. He apparently was carrying a large knife. He walked into the casino there. Uh, I believe it was the win. He was asking for a job. Uh, they apparently told him to step in front of a train. That's one quote we saw in a police yeah, report. I wouldn't recommend that as a response. He's but, already not stable. He goes outside. He sees the showgirls who walk up and down the strip, take pictures with people. And uh, he asked for a picture with them. And uh, they got the creeps. He actually pulled out his knife and said, can I pose with this? I think the large oh, knife. Like supposedly he's a chef, he says. And uh, they really said no. And well, that they, set him off. Well, they should have scattered uh, immediately as soon as they pulled the knife out. You know what? I saw here a quote from one of the officials. Is you know We're trying to understand why somebody would do this. Yes, here it is. The Clark County DA, Steve Wolfson. We're still looking to why a person would do this. And I'm thinking, well, he told you. He thought he was being made fun of. That's why. Yeah. Because he's a crazy person. And they, apparently after he stabbed the showgirl, he stabbed the others because he needed to let it out, his anger. Mm-hmm. Every, That's the way some some people might kick a chair or punch a wall. He just started stabbing people. Officials always say things like, well, this is just senseless. We just don't understand why. They're, because they're insane and violent. That's why. What well, you, what, what we've learned a little for? more about his criminal record. He is definitely an illegal alien. He wanted to get back to Guatemala. He was charged in 2019 with criminal domestic violence. The DA at the time was Jackie Lacey, not George Gascon. However, if he had been convicted, he likely would have been in prison and supposedly, I don't like that. No, I doubt this. It says deported, but California has sanctuary <laughs> laws. They protect. Yeah. When you're released from prison, they don't want you handed over to the feds. Not, not in Los Angeles. No, he wouldn't have been deported. Not in this state. No. But hey, that, and so that's why you have uh, two dead people in Las Vegas, because nobody did their job. Jackie Lacey didn't do her job. Apparently, they just didn't file the paperwork fast enough. Well, there's no According to the that. story from the Daily Mail, 90 days elapsed and the judge just dismissed the case under California's speedy trial laws. They waited too long. 90 days? And, and they have thousands of people working in the uh, DA's office? Thousands of people, 90 days. 
Nobody this could one fill out somehow it. languished. Because people don't do, do their work. He was criminally charged with injuring a spouse it's, or a cohabitant or fellow parent, a fellow parent, and an act of domestic violence. He could have gotten four years. The incident supposedly occurred on August 18th of 2018. They filed the case a year later, but the first pretrial hearing was left until more than two years later, April 8th, 2021. And the judge said, I have no choice under California penal code to or, dismiss Oh, this. was that a COVID thing? Because they shut down the court system? Oh, it could be. You're yeah, right. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, but he committed the act in 2018. We didn't get COVID till the beginning of 2020. No, I know, but they, they could have done something in 2019 with this. Why? Yeah, I know. That's a terrible system with people who just don't do their jobs. I don't know what to do. These files sit on desks or, you know, they sit in a key on someone's computer screen and uh, nobody does anything. Well, the quote we got from Eric Sadal, we've had him on our show, vice president of the Association of L.A. County Deputy DAs. He actually thinks if the case was thrown out, witness issues. And that happens a lot in domestic violence cases because whoever gets beat up suddenly doesn't want to turn on, uh, quote, their loved one. And they... That's really all you have then in domestic him. violence cases. Then they, should, uh, then they should have deported him. They should, yes, they should have. There's no excuse for him being in the country. The only other thing we see here, he has another criminal record in Riverside in April 2016. He was caught speeding. Oh, what do you know? Driving without a license. Well, it's legal alien, but what year did we get driver's licenses for illegal immigrants? I think it was before 2016, but he, not everybody applies for those. So, um, yeah, so supposedly... He lived in L.A. He went to Vegas to stay with a friend. They reneged on the offer. So he just wandered over to the strip and attacked the showgirls to let the anger out. So this is just another one of these unhinged people that wanders around. This one right. had a large but knife. When, when the system becomes aware of him, the, uh, the system, uh, well, this, I'm not going to call it the system. It's people. People didn't do their jobs. He should have been turned over for deportation. Yeah. And I'd like to see what the real reason was for the delay. Is it because uh, there weren't witnesses willing to speak, or is that just kind of a papered-over excuse? The just, woman that runs this, uh, it's like an agency. I didn't know. I, I always thought when I saw these people on the strip dressed up, you know, like a showgirls or cartoon characters, that they just did their own thing. But in some cases, they're actually sent there by an agency who I guess helps them with their clothing and gets them set up on, and, and then to wander up and down the strip. And takes a cut. And takes a cut of their it's like of a their per, profits. It's like a performance agency. They're, I've they're, never done that. I don't know how that works, whether or not you decide how much you want to give them and just it's like a tip or do they actually have I don't a price. Know. I don't talk to anybody in, a, in an outfit. <laughs> anybody in a costume. I'm are not, they still wandering up and down Hollywood Boulevard? I haven't been there in a while either. They yeah, I think they are. Remember sometimes they get in fights with each other? Well, yeah, they're, and, and they're... they're uh, Spider-Man was starting attacking Batman or something. And, and their costumes were all dirty and matted and greasy. Well, they're basically homeless. Yeah, I know. They are homeless, probably. Yeah, and some of them are sex molesters. It's like, nah, it's all right. Oh. I saw a few out on the strip on Saturday when I was walking the strip. Showgirls? Showgirls? Or? Oh, yeah, because it said some of them are afraid to go back out. Yeah, I saw Showgirls. I saw a couple of Mickey Mouses. I saw an Mickey Olaf uh, from Frozen. Yeah, I saw a few people out there. Yeah, well, you know... Did you go to the area where this happened? Yeah, I was actually staying at the Venetian, so I was oh, right, that's right in that same door. area. Yeah. Vegas, though, bounces back quickly. I remember the mass shooting in 2017. I went there just a couple months later, and they did put up signs, Vegas strong. But other than that, Vegas strong. Everything's strong. They don't want anything to interfere with the flow of tourists. Oh, that's, there's so much money. 
There's so, so much. much yeah, they don't have time to care about people getting stabbed. There's, there's money. To well, they don't want to turn off people, right? They right. don't want to. Sure, they don't want to focus too much on something answer. like that because that could that could cause people not to come. Scrub the blood and let's let's move on. All back, right, we got back, more back to the party. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty uh, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. There's a uh, columnist named Kurt Schleister that I read a lot. He's very funny, and uh, he he wrote something on the elections, but as a passing thought. He called the people who believe in climate change uh, members of a bizarre pagan weather religion hmm. that <laughs> that uh, that's followed by the wine women of San Francisco. <laughs> and the I think wine the, women, the wine women, you know, the the San Francisco. Uh, that's what I talk about all the time. The white, wealthy women who are mm. ultra progressive. Oh yes, yes, right, yeah. yes, a certain kind. And uh, that's that's the kind that support this the bizarre pagan weather religion, which is the perfect way to describe this climate change crowd and this renewable energy crowd. It is absolutely a set of religious beliefs that have uh, no use in uh, practical daily life. Uh, Coming up after five o'clock, a complete rundown. All you need to know about the L.A. City scandal concerning the leaked audio of a conversation between three of the council members and a labor leader. That uh, was recorded. It's a year ago, but uh, it just got posted, and then uh, the yes. media got a hold of it, including the El Segundo Times. So, so you, you get to listen to all the racists on the city council. It'll be a, an entertaining hour. Yep, many, many, many are calling for all three to resign from the city council. That has not happened yet. The only thing that happened is the one resigned as council president. We'll bring all this news after 5 o'clock. Well, to my surprise, and John Cobelt saw this story, too, Somebody that we've talked about for years on the John and Ken Show for their series of columns for the El Segundo Times about California's high-speed rail appeared in the New York Times. I think Ralph Artibedian moved on from the El Segundo Times. I guess guess he did. Right, Um, but he wrote a long expose for the New York Times, How California's Bullet Train Went Off the Rails. Yeah, And uh, he was one of the few El Segundo Times reporters in the history of things that I think told it like it is. Rather than, you know, someone in the news assignment room would say, well, we really believe in high-speed rail. It's, it's a way to cleaner energy future. So, you know, don't go too hard. But, you know, he, he dug, he found a lot of good stuff, and now he's doing it for the New York Times. That's right. Because this is exactly the kind of writer that the LA Times doesn't have anymore. Is, is, Not is if some... they go off script. Right. Not if they go off the agenda, that, which to them is that... climate change and... I don't know, whatever racist angle they want to take today. That'd be interesting to see why he switched papers. Is it, is it be, because they had no tolerance for him printing the truth about the bullet train? Or is it is just he was too old, too white, uh, cost too much money because he'd been around a while? Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what the story is there. But I tell you, he did a great piece for the New York Times here. And you know what really struck me? How many... Former heads of the High Speed Rail Commission are now talking publicly. Yeah, now they're ready to what speak. What a disaster right. is on the record, right? Let, listen to this: Michael Tenenbaum was the first chairman of the Rail Authority 20 years ago, and Tenenbaum said, "I was totally naive when I took the job. I spent my time and didn't succeed. I realized <laughs> I realized the system didn't work. I just wasn't smart enough. I don't know how they can build it now." Then this name, you may recognize if you followed this story, Dan Richard, the longest-serving rail chairman. This is a guy who shoveled so much horse manure at the public for many, many years. And he said starting the project to go from L.A. to San Francisco was a strategic mistake. 
They should have started with a line between L.A. and San Diego. Quentin Kopp, another chairman who served as a state senator and a Supreme Court judge, said the system would be running today, but there's been so many bad political decisions, it's almost impossible to build. I don't think it is an existing project. It is a loser. Three chairmen of the Rail Commission all said it's over. Stupid Remember idea. the initial budget for this in 2008 was $33 billion. Now, Vardabedian writes, costs have continued to escalate, escalate while the California High-Speed Rail Authority issued its new 2022 draft business plan in February. The cost is now $105 billion. Less than three months later, uh-oh, a final plan came out, raised it to $113 billion. Oh, yeah, it's the final plan. He says, plan. according to engineers' projections, there's no way they can complete this train in its entirety this century. Do you realize this is 2022? <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> 78 years away. It was supposed others to, don't think they'll ever be able to complete it. It was supposed to be done by now. It was supposed to be Sacramento to San Francisco to L.A. to Anaheim to San Diego. Thirty three billion. Twenty twenty was was the goal. And, and now it's going to be twenty one hundred. A lot of the blame here goes to political deal making that added so much cost and so much complication to the project that it just made it untenable. That's another theme that runs. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at that picture of Tenenbaum. It's, it's about 100 years old. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, oh, it was 20 years ago when he was. They, they, they even threw Mike Antonovich under the bus. Remember Mike Antonovich from the L.A. County Board of Supervisors? Yeah. He delivered a multi-billion dollar plum to his constituents. Tenenbaum said it was ridiculous. It was wasteful. But apparently what uh, 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 Antonovich pulled off was um, bringing the high-speed rail through his district. He was a powerful member of the County Board of Supervisors, and he diverted it through the growing desert communities of Lancaster and Palmdale. The extra 41 miles to go through Palmdale would increase, co increase costs by 16%, a difference of today of about $8 billion. Well, did you wonder— the kind of examples they provide that these political deals— just well, really threw this thing wild. Didn't you wonder why they didn't build the train down the five? Wouldn't that's that what they sense? planned to do originally? Right, right, it was supposed to go through the, through the grapevine. Through the grapevine, yeah. And and uh, as late as 1999, there was an engineering report, another final report, said that was the preferred option for the corridor. Then Antonovich came stomping in. And uh, somehow had the juice to get it rooted through Palmdale and Lancaster. But now you've got to put it through the uh, that mountain range. Is that the Hatchapi Mountains? The Hatchapi or... Mountains, yeah. Uh, and that we know is like an engineering nightmare. Yeah, and that's, and that's never going to happen. That, 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 that'll, all these idiot politicians are just trying to get the money for their local unions or their local uh, you know, groups that were going to profit from this. They, you think, and Tanovich probably had no understanding of the engineering difficulties of boring through a mountain range. I mean, really, do you think any of them could even stay awake for the explanations? No, they even quoted Hassan Akrata in here. <laughs> the communist. <laughs> the communist. <laughs> it's quite a good read. In fact, uh, a story that also was uncovered in there is a, a French-owned state, a French state-owned railroad operator was going to get involved with California in the high-speed rail, but they left because the um, high-speed rail authority wouldn't listen to their uh, recommendations. Well, corruption scandals took away three L.A. City Council members just in the last couple of years. Jose Wiesar, Mitch Englander, and of course, Mark Ridley Thomas more recently. Or three more leaving? 
Thanks to these racially charged comments that we're they made that what we'll garbage. talk about. That is a sewer, huh? The, LA the city. city is roiling. That is a human sewer, the L.A. City Council. We will play you the whole collection that we have coming up after the news at 5 o'clock. <laughs> uh, really, criminals. the leader is Nuri Martinez, without yeah. a doubt. But that whole council, I mean, it's just filled with criminals and racists. I mean, it's, it's criminals and racists. Yeah, it's a Jeopardy category. Yeah, this is what the unions vote for. Yeah, these are the campaigns that the unions uh, fund: criminals yeah. and racists. You people vote for them. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I don't know how many city of LA residents we have left listening. Our show is so broad now that hey, probably not a big well of people there. But uh, all right, so we'll get into this coming up after five o'clock. All right, so when I mentioned them last week. You went on your usual rant mm-hmm. that all Trump does at his rally now is talking about the election being stolen. Mm-hmm. I said he does talk about other things. He came to Nevada on Saturday night for a rally near Lake Tahoe, a place called Minden, Nevada. He's campaigning for the Republican Senate candidate, Adam Laxalt, and a guy running for governor by the name of Joe Lombardo. And the theme of this basically was from all the speakers, we don't want to become California. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it said, vote Republican or see your state become a haven for the radical left like California. That was the theme. They were particularly close to our state, too. So we do have one clip from Trump. And here's the thing about Trump that both you and I agreed and understood when he came onto the scene big time in 2015 to run for president. He has a way of simplifying things just enough that that reaches everybody when he's making a complaint. Everyone can understand it. Yes. Yes, he can really... So we have, uh, what is it, about 40 seconds of him talking about California's energy policies, which we all know well on the show. Let's listen to Trump at this rally. Look at what is happening to our country. Look at their energy policies. Look at their, everybody has to have an electric car, and we don't have electricity to turn on an air conditioner now in California. They write a letter, please don't use your air conditioning. And then they want to send millions and millions of cars onto a grid that's broken. And yet we have that beautiful liquid gold right under our feet. They don't want to use it, but they'll take it from places like Venezuela. And it's very dirty, very thick, very ugly. And the only place that can refine it is here. So we refine their dirty stuff here. And he thinks he's helping us. There you go. He kind of touched on all the big parts of it. Every word he said is true. All that stuff we've talked about for the the last months, it's all true. You're not doing anything for the climate by refusing to drill for oil and refine gasoline here in California, and then we end up buying it from Venezuela or Saudi Arabia. And, yes, they have very dirty manufacturing processes. Far more carbon goes in the air out of Venezuela. Now, I saw this story in the Sacramento Bee. Trump claimed the state's energy grid fell apart during a recent heat wave when the Office of Emergency Services sent out texts urging Californians to turn up their thermostats during peak usage times. Now, here's the next sentence. The state's electric grid managed to make it through the intense heat without instituting rolling blackouts. Do you remember the follow-up story to that? The follow-up story to that is they had to use the natural gas plants yes, to get us through that. Because That's just not reported on by these outfits. No, no those natural gas plants were supposed to be that shut down. That saved us. Shut right. down, and then they kept them going, and without them, they would not have squeaked by. Same thing with the nuclear plant. That's supposed to be shut down. They're going to keep it going for a number of years. Otherwise, we lose almost 10% of our electricity. 
And we're not even close to the amount of renewables they want us to use, right? I think we're what was it one third or something? They're we might, about it they want us to go hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's, you can it's imagine impossible. how much they're going to need natural gas plants, and it's impossible. All this is impossible. Keep the grid going. Yeah, because Michael Schillenberger calculated how much, how many square miles of solar panels and how many wind turbines you have to put up to get to this hundred percent thing. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And for what? For what? I, I mean, this is the. It can only be explained as religion. This, this has no science to it. No, based on any facts. No, nothing. This is, this is actually, we're just hurtling towards a cliff, and we're going to join hands and all jump off together. Because everybody is afraid to say the truth. Everyone is, is so bullied. Everyone feels so bullied and so afraid of being canceled or ostracized or criticized or called names. This whole thing is nonsense. You cannot have 40 million people live off the sun and the wind. That is impossible. Not if you want to be a modern society. No, right? no. If you want it, we should all go back to caves and thatch huts. Then, yeah, maybe you got something there. We'll all grow our own food. But I'm telling you, I don't know when the day of reckoning is going to come. But it's going to come because this is simply not feasible. It's impossible. There's no other way to describe it. This is a belief. This is a religious belief. It's a pagan. California fans of Trump showed up with signs such as California. You like that one? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's not about Trump because one day Trump's going to die. It's not it's not about <laughs> it's not about anything other than this is complete unrealistic fantasy by people who got caught up in like this 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 trendy social religious uh, craze is what it is. And that happens frequently every generation has something that you know you know it's like in the 1930s everybody latched on to prohibition you know that became a religious cause right to stop people from drinking there's always something in the air and it always has religious overtones and it's an obsessive quality and it's always about constricting people's freedom it's always about taking things away from people it's always about rolling back modern life it's the same thing repeats over and over and over again and this is our generation's version of it all right, coming up, when we return after the news, we'll give you the full rundown on the big L.A. City Council scandal involving three council members who should resign. They're being asked to resign over stuff they said that's racially charged. Johnny Kent, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes from Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.